Chapter 1 Seattle Center, Seattle, Washington, 11 years from now. Aura didn't understand why her heart went out to the young girl with the Asian eyes and the oversized flip-flops, why she cared so much, so quickly. But she did. She couldn't help herself. And the moment she reached out to the girl, the world shattered. The day started innocently enough. Bainbridge Island was her favorite place on Earth. She often wished it didn't take so long to travel from L.A. to Seattle. Bainbridge freed her from stress and depression and everything she hated in L.A. And everything that hated her. She could hike for hours on the island and never get lost or bored. A thermos full of Earl Grey, a few sandwiches in her backpack, and she was good for hours. Deep in the forest, she found peace, calm, contentment, everything her so-called real life didn't have. Of course, Beverly would want chapter and verse on where she'd been all day, and she would provide as few details as possible, and another drama queen episode would follow. Beverly would say she had a bad attitude and a smart mouth. She would prove Beverly was right. Taj would wonder why she left him behind. She didn't like to disappoint people or hurt their feelings, but sometimes she needed to be alone. Sometimes she got so mad at the world she had to escape. She didn't like hiding or keeping secrets. She'd done that throughout high school. Would she have to do it the rest of her life? She thought Seattle Center would be just as soothing as the island, so after the ferry docked, she hopped onto the monorail express. She loved the Experience Music Project. Most museums were lame, full of people gaping at stuff they didn't understand, but this one was completely razor. She barely knew who Jimi Hendrix was, but she loved playing with the instruments, recording the random sounds she heard in her head under the blanketing shadow of the Space Needle. And then she saw the girl. A tiny girl, maybe seven years old, ran down the sidewalk. She looked so happy, so carefree, with the brightest eyes on earth. Had she felt that kind of pure joy at that age? Before her father disappeared and her mother changed? Before she realized she was different? As she watched, the girl tripped, probably because of those gargantuan flip-flops, and fell hard onto the pavement. Her face contorted with pain and fear. No. Aura cried, but did not cry. Stop! All around her, everything seemed to freeze. The world went silent. Light suffused the plaza, whiting out all the color. Nothing existed but that tiny girl. She couldn't let that small child lose her inner radiance. She didn't want to see her scraped and cut and bloody. She ran up to the girl, just seconds after her face hit the concrete. The girl was already crying. Blood pulsed from a cut on the left side of her face. Head wounds always bled the worst. I can't find my daddy, the girl gasped. I want to go home. Her eyes narrowed and she tilted her head. You have funny hair. True enough, strawberry blonde with blue fringed bangs. Not so much funny as tragic. What does your daddy look like? He's big, tall, 
He was just here. Let me see if I can find him. Children usually trusted her, in part, she thought, because even though she was 19, her petite size caused them to guess she was younger. What's your name? Lara. Okay, Lara, I don't... That's when she saw the other abrasions. Blood oozed from Lara's hands and knees in at least three different places. The injuries were far more serious than she initially realized. Lara's eyelids fluttered, then closed. There was no time to get the girl to a hospital. She had to staunch the bleeding. Such a tiny child could not bleed for long before cranial asphyxiation set in or her heart slowed. She focused on the damaged arteries, the torn tissue. Concentrate.